So guys, this morning I have the privilege to bring the word of God. In reality, this word that I, the Lord pressed in my heart is a series that we've been doing about the fruit of the Spirit. And we believe that this series is, is, is for, for a great blessing for your life. Because God wants to really, He wants us to enjoy, you know, living the life with God and, and, and having the tools that we need to really make it, you know, and, and, and not to just be living our days and, 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 you know, trying to make it, but really to enjoy everything that He has this, He has, um, designed for us. And I believe, you know, living by the Spirit and living and enjoying the fruit, the fruit of the Spirit is the way to go. Because those are things that He has given us through His Holy Spirit to really help us live our days. So this morning, you know, I want to tell you that this series we are continuing and, and, and we have three more weeks, right, baby? That we'll continue talking about the fruit of the Spirit. But today I pray that, that the Lord will just speak to our hearts. I pray that he will speak to our hearts the way that he does it. Amen. How many of you guys want to receive from the Lord this morning a fresh word from God? I'm, I'm, I'm excited about today because listen, I'm not only teaching, I'm teaching myself, right? When we are here up here, there's, it's a great responsibility, but I'm not just teaching out of knowledge. I'm think, I'm teaching because I'm living it. You know what I mean? I need Jesus. I need the Holy Spirit. I need every day I need from God. Cause just because I'm a pastor doesn't mean I'm perfect. You could ask my husband. You could ask my children. <laughs> you could ask my children. They'll tell you my mom is crazy sometimes. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that's the reality. That's the reality. We need Jesus. We need his life. And we need to be empowered by him every day. It's not only for Sundays. It's an every day we need Jesus. And thank God for his Holy Spirit that is here on earth to help us. Amen? Amen. So like I said, today's name, uh, teaching, the name of the teaching is Living by the Spirit. Living by the Spirit. In reality, we see how we, ha how we struggle to let the Spirit live through us. It's a struggle, guys. Because we have a flesh, we have desires, that even though we've received Jesus, they're there. And like Paul said, you know, there is, you know, sometimes I want to do something good and I end up doing something bad. And it's just a struggle that we live every day. And God wants to teach us to live by his spirit. And like I said, I pray that today you live it, you will leave this room empowered and know that, you know what? He is not done with us yet. He is not done with us. No matter what, how many years you've been in the Lord, no matter if you're new to the Lord, no matter if you received them or if you haven't received them yet, let me tell you, there is hope in Jesus till the day that he comes back. And that's a reality. He will not finish his work until he comes back. Thank God for that. Because he has to do a lot of work in my life. So don't think that you're nothing. Don't think that you, God, you know, 
all these years and I still am, you know, I'm a piece of crap and all this stuff. Sometimes we think like that. And that's the reality. But let me tell you, God wants to give you hope. He wants to give you, tell you that he's not done yet. And whatever he has promised, he's going to do it in our lives. Amen? I believe that. I believe that because he's not done with me yet. And I want you to go to Galatians 5, 16 and 17. Is the verse there? Galatians 5, 16, 17. You guys could look at it in, in your Bible. And it says, I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you would not be doing what your sinful nature craves. That's what we're talking about, right? The sinful nature wants to do evil which is just the opposite of what the Holy Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives, you, gives, you, gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. There is a real battle inside of us every day and every time. Don't feel bad and don't be you know, hard on yourself if you're dealing with these things. Because we think, oh my God, you see? Like I said, God is not doing anything in my life. No, we have a flesh. And there's this sinful nature that we're dealing with. And that's why I have this water and this soda right here. You know? We are supposed to be drinking water all, all day and you know, and it's good for us. Let me tell you, there's this, I've seen how water really helps us, how it's just good for our skin, it's good for our organs, it's amazing. But then again, we have other options. And instead of drinking water, we go for the soda. Listen, I'm a Coke lover. I don't like Pepsi. Sorry for the Pepsi lovers. I love Coke, and I want to drink my Coke all the time. Right? Who, who, is, who is a Coke lover right here? I am. Listen, I have a story, and it's about my dad, because I learned it from my dad. My dad is uh, back over there. My dad would sleep with a Coke next to him when I was little. He would sleep with the Cokes. I was like, when I grow up, I want to have my Coke next to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, that's, you know, I don't want that. But anyways, listen, so this is good for us. But what, what is it that we do? We just take this way. You know what I mean? And we drink our Cokes and we, listen, and I have told myself, what, when I'm home, I'm not going to drink soda. If I go to a restaurant, I'll ask for a soda. You know what I mean? And, and I try to drink water. You see, there's desires inside of us, and we know what's good and right, but we end up doing what's wrong instead of doing what's right. But the Holy Spirit is there to help us through. He's there to let us know every time, don't get the Coke, get the water. You know, and maybe in different areas of your life. I don't know if you, if you have any addictions, if you're struggling with lying, if you are, whatever it is. 
there is a voice of the Holy Spirit telling you what's right. But then since sometimes we listen more to our sinful nature, we go that route instead of listening to the Holy Spirit. But today is the day where you're going to be reminded that whenever something just comes into your life, whenever a situation comes to your life and you have to make decisions, that you'll go for the water. You know what I mean? That you'll go by what the Holy Spirit wants for your life. Because at the end of the day, you know, if you continue choosing the opposite, you might not see it now. But it continue, it, 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 what it happens is that it destroys your life. My daughter did an experiment because my daughter has not drank the soda. She's the opposite of, my, of me. Thank God for that. My daughter has never drank a soda. Never. She only drinks water. So because of this, I think she's worried about me. <laughs> she did an experiment of what, you know, soda does in a, in, with meat and all of that. So she did an experiment in a fish and, and chicken and beef, right? And this thing was dangerous, you know what I mean? It destroyed the meat. It destroyed the meat and it cooked the meat. It cooked the meat. Just leaving the soda there for some days. So at the end of the day, we think, no, this, let, me, let me do this one more time. It's not going to hurt me. But then you don't know that those steps that you're making and the things that you continue doing it, at the end of the day, they're going to bite you and they're going to come back to you in a harmful way. That's why the Holy Spirit wants to guide our steps. And he wants to help us. And for you to know that you're not alone, you have him. That's why Jesus is not here on earth. Because he left us his Holy Spirit to help us. And to tell you, you're not alone. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak to you. But if you continue feeding your flesh, that's what you're going to get. But if you continue and you, you know, your flesh is going to talk to you, but then you stop listening to it and you allow the Holy Spirit to speak into your life, let me tell you, someone is going to win. Because one of them is going to win. Bad or good. You know what I mean? Are you guys receiving this morning? And I'm giving you an example of myself, so pray for me. You know what I mean? Pray for me. Pray for me that I leave the craving. I'm going to stop drinking soda. That's it. <laughs> so you see, this verse tells you, Galatians 5, 6, 16, 17 tells you that there's this sinful nature. And it's there and it's always going to be with you. But then the Holy Spirit is going to speak to you and help you through whatever sin you're dealing with, whatever situation you're struggling with. You're not alone. You're not alone. The enemy wants to put you in shame, but you tell him, shut up, 
I'm not going to listen to you. I'm going to go ahead and, and just continue doing what I need to do and start listening to the Holy Spirit in my life. And why do we need the fruit of the Spirit? Because the fruit of the Spirit is the one that goes against those desires. The fruit of the Spirit, the life of God, His Holy Spirit creates inside of you, you know, just desires. And he, des he, he creates in you, you know what I mean, the tools that you need to make it through life. We cannot do it by ourselves. We need the fruit of the Spirit in our lives. I need it every day. And when I was doing this teaching, my husband was telling me, because I was telling him, baby, you know what? I'm a little tired. I, I, I need your help right now because I feel like the Lord is guiding me to speak about this. So can you help me put my thoughts together? I believe that that this, this morning, this word is going to be a blessing for your life. What is the fruit of the Spirit? What is the fruit of the Spirit? I want you to go to Galatians 5, 22, 23. And it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Have you noticed that the fruit of the Spirit is everything we need in life? We need love. We need joy. We need peace. We need self-control. Who, who is the one that is providing that for us? God is providing that through His Holy Spirit for us to be able that whenever we encounter certain things, his joy will be in our lives. His peace will be in our lives. The self-control of not doing what you need to do and just, you know what I mean? Okay, do I, what, do, what do I do in my life? Do I go this way or do I go, you know, that way? This is good for me. This is bad for me. What do I choose? What do I need? Self-control. I have the craving for sweets. I want the Coke. I want to, I want to, you know, a Coke that is cold, has a bunch of ice and let me enjoy that Coke. But then the Holy Spirit tells me, no, it's not good for you. You know what I mean? But I do have those desires and I go ahead and I take the water because I'm like, Lord, I wanted it. But let me tell you, I decide to choose you. I decide to go by what is good for me. The desires are going to be there. The cravings are going to be there. But then he's giving me self-control to control those desires and to go ahead and go about what he has for me. And today I want to speak to you about three of the fruit of the Spirit that, that, that my husband is going to be speaking about, you know, the following weeks. Today I want to speak to you about joy. How many of us need joy in, in their lives? With the chaos around us, there's people that are happy. I know people that are just happy because they're happy people. My daughter, Bella, she's a happy camper. She is such a happy camper. You know what I mean? And I'm grumpy in the morning, and I'm just there, but Bella is just like, 
I'm awake, I'm excited, I'm happy. But just because you have that personality doesn't mean there's, doesn't mean there's joy in your heart. You could be showing some happiness, but inside you're dying. And the Lord wants to give us joy because his joy comes from his spirit. And what is from his Holy Spirit, you know what? It just keeps us in our soul and our minds, and it just takes us to another place of, of just knowing that he is in control. What is joy according to the Bible? I'm going to read it to you. A gladness not based, based on circumstances. Joy is not based on what you're doing or how successful you are. We think that thanks makes us happy, but in reality, it's not based on that. So joy is not based on circumstances. It's not based, that's why, you know, we let our joy be taken away from us because of the different struggles that we have. I seen myself how different issues and different situations just steal the joy from me. And I get in a stage of bitterness and I get in a stage of anger and I'm like, why am I letting this thing get to me like this? It's because I'm letting that situation steal my joy and my peace and my well-being. So joy is not based on what's going on around you. It's not based on, on, on your happiness. It's not based on that. There's a place of joy the Holy Spirit wants to take us. That no matter what's going on around us, we could be just joyful in our hearts for whatever we're going through. First Peter, it says, First Peter, I want you to go to First Peter 1. Eight, eight to nine. And when I read this verse, I was like, wow, what, an, what a powerful verse. First Peter 1, 8 to 9. And it says, you love him even though you have never seen him. Though you have not seen him now, you trust him. And you rejoice with glorious, inexplicable joy. The reward of trusting him will be the salvation of your soul. What a powerful verse. Because joy does not depend on our surroundings. It doesn't depend on situations. It's not based on happiness. It's not based on financial success. Popularity. But here it says in this verse that he wants to give, give us that joy and the reward for trusting him will be the salvation of your soul. Because you know where's the struggle? It's in our soul. The struggle is in our soul. 
We start, you know, getting all frustrated and, and we let anger come to our hearts and we let frustration come into our lives. And it's in our soul that we're letting, you know, situations just determine our, the way that we need to go. But God is telling you here, A, listen, the joy that I want to give you, it doesn't, you know, it's not based on you. It's not based on your circumstances. It's not based on, on what is happening around you. I want to give you joy that will keep your mind and your soul. And that's what God has for us this morning. Because let me tell you, right now, in everything that we're seeing outside, let me tell you, it's crazy. And we could get, you know, all worried about all the situations that we're seeing. And we're going to become bitter. We're going to become angry about different situations. And we're not going to live the joy that God has for us. So I want to tell you, how do we experience joy? The real joy that the Lord wants to give you. And I want to tell you and touch certain characteristics of that. By believing in God. Believe, start believing God and don't believe what is, you know, what the enemy is trying to tell you in whatever you're going through or dealing with. When you believe God in anything and when you believe in God, there's a joy that just comes to your life. There's a joy that comes into your heart. That no matter what you're going through, there's a joy because you are believing that God is going to come through. Have you guys experienced that? I experienced that many, many times. Obeying his will. We, ex we experience joy by obeying his will. I don't know, but every time I do God's will, not what I want, because let me tell you, I have my desires, how we were saying, and how we were, I was explaining you guys. But when I do God's will in my life, even though I don't want to, even though I feel it's weird, even though I don't know where I'm going to, where, where he's going to take me if I do that, there's this joy that just empowers me. And I'm like, you know what? Let's go. And I don't know where's that come, where does that come from, but let me tell you, it's from inside. And I know that that joy just gives you this drive to continue. So you experience joy when you do God's will. If you're living your own life, you're not going to experience joy. If you want to do what you, what you want to do and leave God outside the equation... Let me tell you, you might live a happy life, but inside of you, you are dying. Because you were not meant to live for your desires. You were meant to live guided by the Holy Spirit. But that's a struggle, an everyday struggle. The more you feed your flesh, the more you're going to obey your flesh. The more you are guided by the Holy Spirit, the more you're go going to surrender. Because this is something that has to do with your will, of surrendering your will to God. This is an exchange, guys. Let me tell you, following Jesus 
is not is something that doesn't come natural. It's not it's something it's not something that it comes easy. We got to surrender our lives to him in all of our ways and everything we do. Like that we experience, we could experience the joy that he has for us. By ministering others, by sharing the gospel. How many of you guys have experienced joy when you see people coming to Christ because you share the word with them? There's a joy that comes into your life because of that. So you see, God wants to give us his joy because his joy is not based on anything outside of us. Today, God wants to give you his joy, guys. And another thing that I want to speak to you guys today and another fruit of the spirit that I believe we need desperately in these times is his peace. His peace. And all the chaos around us, we need peace. We need peace in, this, in the chaos that is sometimes even inside of us. If you're struggling with, you know, resting at night, when you let a situation just, you know, leave you at such a point of desperation that you are just not even sleeping, resting, or anything, well, you have allowed that situation to steal your peace. I've been, I, sometimes I, 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 you know, I encounter myself, and, and I have seen myself, you know, I'm just being worried about these things, and, 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 I, and I lose my sleep, and I'm like, look at me, you know what I mean? Why am I letting this situation just steal my peace? I'm just giving it away, like if nothing. And you know who pays the price for that? My children, my husband, me. So don't let your peace be taken away from you because of the things and the struggles that you are going to live. Because let me tell you, we're going to live a lot of things. So God wants to give us his peace. What does the Bible says about peace? When, when the Bible speaks of peace, it's his shalom. It speaks of contentment, uni, uni, unity between people. That's what peace means in the Bible. Contentment and unity between people. We need to experience peace with other people. You know what I mean? Because in relationships, we could have people that just steal our peace or situations with the others that, you know, there's no peace between brothers and sisters and, and family members and there's because of the way that I think because if I don't, if people don't see what I see then I don't like you, that's a lie and that's something that is bringing, you know, just division upon you guys. 
Let the peace of God come upon, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's okay to not to agree to disagree. It's okay. But there's this peace that needs to be between your brothers, your sisters, people that you love, people that, that you know. And God wants to, gives us his peace. I need his peace every day. Whatever situation that you're struggling with, ask the Lord for peace. Don't give your peace away. To that thing that, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, it's going to get fixed. It might not get fixed, but whatever. You know what I mean? Just, you are, don't let that, you know, those things get to you, to your soul. Philippians 4, 6 to 7 says, this is one of my favorite verses. I, I say this verse to myself all the time. Because I got to be speaking to myself all the time. Do not worry about anything. How many of us worry about everything? We worry about everything. Tomorrow, let tomorrow worry about itself, the Bible says. You know what I mean? But we worry about everything. But the Bible tells us, do not worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. You know that sometimes our first response is for worry instead of praying? I find myself being worried about something so much that I forget to pray about that issue or that situation. And here the Lord is telling us, instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. And thank him for all that he has done. What a powerful verse. So you know what? Don't let nothing steal your peace. The enemy wants to take the joy, the peace out of your life. He wants to destroy you, destroy you, and that's a reality. And the way that he does it is like this. It's not that he's going to come at night and get a knife and kill you. He's not going to do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's going to do it little by little. Put you in a place of depression. Put you in a place of anger. Put you in a place of frustration. And like that, you keep dying inside until one day he tells you, you know what, it's better for you not to be alive. Because he has stole our peace, our joy, our love, everything from us. So do not let the peace be taken away from you. God has given us his peace. So when, when we are worried, let's pray for that situation. It might, not, it might not get fixed the way that we want to. And that's a reality. But God is going to do it his way. Amen? Amen. Yes. Thank you, baby. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your heart and minds 
as you live in Christ Jesus. What does his peace does? Guards us, protects us, our minds and our hearts. I pray that God's peace could come over you any from for whatever situation you're going through and God guard your minds and your heart right now in Jesus name. That's what his peace does. It keeps us from going crazy, guys. <laughs> I pray that right now I just feel that the Lord is doing something in our lives. Real peace brings freedom from worry. Have you seen some people that are just trusting the Lord in such a way that they don't care? <laughs> they have, they're not worried about anything. Well, I want the Lord to do that with me too. I've seen some people that I'm like, wow, they could be, I know a person that has, I don't know how many sicknesses. This person, I've never seen them healthy. He's a man of God. He is powerful in the Lord. And I see just him going about life in such a joyful, peaceful way. And I'm like, look at that. They're not worried about what they're dealing with and their struggles. They're like, you know what? Lord, if you want to heal me, you heal me. But I'm going to continue doing what you've called me to do. Because you know what this does? When you, when you are not free from worried, you'll stay in a place of being selfish and thinking about yourself. And that's what these things do. When you let worry come into your life, you'll worry about yourself and a person could be dying next to you and you don't care because you're so worried about what's going on with you. I pray that right now, the Holy Spirit could show you that, you know what, it's better to go ahead and, you know, let his peace come over you. And at that moment, you leave that spot of selfishness and you do what the Lord wants you to do. Peace in relationships, guys. We're going to have problems in relationships. I believe that we're dealing with, I mean, if you deal with myself, you're going to have problems. You know what I mean? All of us, relationships are not easy. But let's go ahead and fix those issues. Let's talk. Let's let the peace of God be upon us and around us and, you know, to go ahead and, and have healthy relationships amongst us. Don't let situations in your soul or situations that you're dealing with people rob you from healthy relationships, from people that God wants to have in your life, but because you are bitter, because you're letting a situation come between you guys, and you have not you know, allowed his peace to come over, relationships are broken. God wants to give us peace in our relationships. The band can come up. And the last fruit of the Spirit that I want to talk to you about tonight, today, 
is about patience. Like I said, I'm preaching to myself this morning. Because let me tell you, I need his joy. I need his peace. I need patience. And you know what? I, when I was looking into this word, I was going through a book that we have. And, and I'm like, what's the meaning of patience? And you think something about patience. But when I read this, I was like, wow, this is amazing. According to the Bible... Patience is slow to speak and slow to anger. Slow to speak and slow to anger. That's patience. How many of us need <laughs> How many of us need patience? I need it. Wow. Where's, we do the opposite. But patience is slow to speak and slow to anger. James 5, 8 to 9 says, James 5, 8 to 9. You too must be patient. Take courage, for the coming of the Lord is near. Don't grumble about each other, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. For look, the judge is standing at the door. We need patience, guys. It's amazing how, how the Lord, sometimes even with situations that we are dealing with, you know, he puts us in a, in a place of just waiting on him. And sometimes that waiting time could take, take long and you don't see him come through. And that's when we start saying things in our heart. Maybe we don't say it in our mouth, but we, we say them in our hearts. Like, Lord, you see, you're never going to come through. This is not for me. And there's this impatience that starts building inside of us. Frustration. Bitterness. Anger. Because we're not waiting on the Lord. Because his timing is perfect. His timing is perfect. You might th we might think that we want something, but then the Lord doesn't do it the way that we want to. And we think, oh, he's not a good God because he did it this way. But those that wait upon the Lord... The Bible says, those that wait upon the Lord, they will renew their strength. They will be renewed like eagles. That means he will take you to another level in that waiting time. 
Maybe you're waiting moms, maybe there's mothers here, wives that have not had their children yet. And it's taking years maybe and that promise has not come to pass. That waiting time is not for you to, it's not for, because God wants to have you in a place of desperation, no. That waiting season is doing something inside of you that you might not see it now, but you'll see it one day. Whatever you're waiting on for God to do, be patient about it. That's a fruit that the Holy Spirit wants to give you. I want you to close your eyes this morning.